great things happen when women come together. And this week's episode is proof of that. Hi, this is Candy O'Terry. Welcome to the story behind her success. In the spotlight, two moms who were invited by a colleague to meet and have a cup of coffee. That meeting would change their lives because as they spoke and compared notes about their business careers, they realized what they lacked, a place at the table, a network of support, a community that would lift them up when they needed it the most, and which they in turn could nurture and grow as well. It wasn't long before they started meeting regularly and co-founded the Women's Business League, which started out small but mighty and in just a few years has grown to 45 chapters nationwide. What a success story, right? Their names are Melissa Gilbo and Amy Posick, and this is their story. Melissa and Amy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. We're so excited to be with you. There's got to be a story behind the founding of this incredible organization, which is really a community of women who've come together. So tell me all about it. I was in the insurance world, but I knew from a very beginning that networking, community, relationships were the foundation of what was going to get me to that next level. Amy did a short stint in mortgages, and my boss actually connected us for coffee. Thank goodness I showed up because that one coffee moment, that stranger that I met over coffee was a game changer, and it turned our lives around. As Melissa said, we met through networking. Like so many women, I had gone through a transition in my career. I went from being an accountant sitting behind a desk to becoming a mortgage broker overnight. And it was the first time in my life when I had to go out and actually get my own clients. So as you can imagine, I was going to every networking event there was. I was taking coffee with anybody with a business card and a pulse. As luck would have it, I had just the night before I had had coffee with Melissa, I had gone to a very large networking event. And I was really nervous. I sat in my car. In my mind, I was thinking, I really don't want to go in. I don't know anybody. Am I going to be welcomed? But I had purchased the ticket. And so I muster up the courage. I force myself through the door, and I go right to the bar. It's not easy to walk into a room of people that you do not know. Exactly. So once I had my glass of Chardonnay, I kind of stood around the outside of the room hoping that somebody would talk to me. And somebody did chat up a conversation with me, and I thought we were really connecting, and she seemed fabulous. And all of a sudden, she asked me, well, Amy, what do you do? And I said, I'm a mortgage broker. And she turned away and said, I don't need another one of those. And I went into the bathroom, and I had a cry. <laughs> wow. Boy, nothing like a dose of the truth to hurt you, right? And the thing that I also want to talk about in terms of networking experiences is I think they are what you can make of them, but it's hard to get the lay of the land when you first walk in the door to a networking experience because if two people are talking, are you going to be the third wheel? How do you get allowed into the circle and the whole idea about how to present your business card and how to give your elevator speech? All of a sudden, you feel like you're tongue-tied and you don't even know if you're being the real you. So true. So that is the heart and the seed of where Women's Business League start. We had shared our experiences and our stories and our journey with one another. Two perfect strangers that felt that 
there was something more and we knew we could offer this to the community better. Like we knew we had a problem here and we also had the solution. So Amy introduced me to some incredible women and I did the same to her and we ended up meeting organically every other week. We came together because we wanted to and we sat at that table to support others. It wasn't just about us. It was getting to know these people, build those relationships, and the magic started happening. The referrals were coming because they wanted to. They got to know us. We built the table that we wanted to sit around with amazing women that were excited to support each other personally and really catapult each other professionally. And the light bulb moment was when a few women from other communities approached us and said, that thing you're doing in Georgetown, we want to bring it to our community. And it was, aha, other women want to sit around a table like this. What do you do for your members and what makes you so different? First of all, I knew how powerful networking is in relationships if done correctly and intentionally. So what makes us very different is that we lead with kindness. We lead with relationships first and the business comes organically and naturally. What we know is that when women come together and we are bonded by what unites us, right, and we celebrate what makes us unique, you know, I always say I can pass more business on the soccer field Mm. than any golf course you ever put me up against, right? And when we take that, and we, I call it the Rolodex effect, when women, we get together, we tend to share our struggles. And we always are looking for opportunities to help each other. So we took that inclination and we put it inside a structure that really, really works. The results are are just amazing. One of the things I love about our community is that we do focus on education. So every month we have monthly power hours that are member-led on a topic that is specifically aimed to help our members uh, grow personally and professionally. We also have quarterly accelerators, which are where all women from all over the country come together to do a deeper dive on a really specific topic. It's education, it's networking, it's kindness, it's heart. (laughs) What fields do your members come from? all different fields. It runs the gamut. Everything from financial advisors, mortgage brokers, accountants, to cookie decorators and shop owners and candle makers and you name it. And what's so cool is that you might think about your natural networking referral partners, but Melissa always says this and it's so true. The hairdresser is going to refer so much more business to you than who you might realize. So when we see those collaborations happening, it just makes our hearts sing. When we built our chapters, we know intentional networking is one seat per profession. But there's also that boots on the ground community involvement that is very, very important to both you as a brand, as a business owner, and personally. So every single one of our chapters, Amy and I have included a charity, a nonprofit Mm -hmm. component, a seat that is free. And if you can imagine, I get goosebumps every time I talk about this. We have 45 chapters across the United States. 
and we're supporting 45 charities alongside of the chapters where the members actually come together and they support this charity. 45 chapters. Yes, across How the How long have States. you been doing this? 2018, so just three and a half short yeah. years. Boy, I tell you, ladies, that's when you know you are on to something big. How does that feel? Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> to be able to serve women in this way is sets our hearts on fire. I mean, there's so many moments when Melissa and I look at each other and we're like, we really get to do this full time. So that's something we didn't even mention, but... Shortly thereafter, Melissa and I both left the corporate world to pursue this passion of ours. Well, and you call yourselves corporate refugees, right? So tell me a little bit about that. It must have just gotten too big. And you said to yourselves, well, I'm done with this insurance company and selling mortgages. I think I'll just do this full time. Well, I'll never forget. I was in the car. Melissa and I used to check in with each other. So we built this alongside of our full-time jobs. And so we used to check in with each other just about once a day just to say, how's it going? What do you have going on? And she said, so I have something to tell you. And I said, what's that? She said, I left my job. (laughs) Big pause. (laughs) All in. All in. I knew. I knew this was going to be something bigger than five chapters. So the decision was we stay working full time. We're moms. We're both boy moms. And then we had Women's Business League on the side and our five chapters were everything to us. And I knew if we were going to do this, we were going to do it well. I'm going to give it 150% of me. And I knew to do that correctly. I had made that decision. So you hear that news, and then you said to yourself, well, if she can do it, I can do it. It's true. Well, what happened was I got so busy in the mortgage business as a result of our local chapter, I realized I hate mortgages. (laughs) (laughs) But I was so on fire for building this community, for helping women really live into their purpose. And so although the mortgages didn't work out, it really nudged me. Mm onto my entrepreneurial path, and I found my mission and my purpose. How did you make it through the pandemic? Amy and I came together, and we realized that we needed each other more now than we ever did. Even before the pandemic, I was meeting people on the, on the baseball field, at the deli line, in the grocery store, and that all stopped, right? So we realized very quickly that we still need this community. We still need to be intentionally networking. So we were able to really shift everything onto a virtual platform, and we we killed it. I mean, we really <laughs> did. We brought this community together in a whole nother way. That one moment led us to our signature monthly talks, which is our Monday morning meeting for our members, where we bring our entire community together across the country. And we start every month off with an inspirational message and some intentional networking. And I always say without the pandemic, we probably wouldn't have had that opportunity, right? Yeah, I like to say that community is great when things are good. It's critical when things are not. Mm. And as Melissa said, there was a pause. Of course, we're going from an in-person networking community. All of a sudden, that's off the table. And we said, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? But the major shift was when we stopped thinking about ourselves 
and we started thinking about our members. And as hard as it was on us, it was doubly hard on them. And so that's when we rolled up our sleeves and we got to work. We brought in an attorney to teach them, what do you need to know about the PPP loan? We brought in an accountant. We brought in a marketing person. How do you get up and running and on online? Stop thinking about ourselves, started thinking about wow. them, and we doubled during the pandemic. Our childhood shapes us and it molds us. And every woman who sits where you guys are, I always ask about their childhood because, boy, it sure informs the rest of your life. Can you each share a little bit about where you come from and what life was like in your house when you were growing up? Melissa? I grew up in Georgetown, Massachusetts. I feel like we're putting Georgetown on the map. It's the smallest little town north of Boston, but I call it my home and I'm so proud to have grown up there. My family moved us there when I was, you know, in third grade. I came from Salem, Mass. And I'm so thrilled to be able to raise my own family in my community. But my childhood was great. My mom, my dad, I have a younger brother who I adore. Uh, he's one of my best friends. He actually lives not too far from me and my, my nephews are my world. I did all the things. I did the high school, the college. I have a, met my husband in high school, high school sweetheart. Well, it so. sounds like you're a small town girl and yeah. you like it like that. Yeah. What was the mantra in your house? What was the uh, golden rule, if you will? 1,000% hard work. Nothing is handed to you. You work for it. And every single thing I have, I am proud of because I worked really hard for it. How about you, Amy? I grew up in Salem, Mass. I always say my broomstick is parked outside. <laughs> <laughs> Which capital of the world for anybody who's listening somewhere else? <laughs> um, very loving, supportive family that I'm so blessed to have. I have an older brother who's a local football star out of Salem. And community was everything when we were growing up. The mantra in our house was take care of each other. And never forget where you came from. And my community supported me so much through my childhood that I always want to give back. So I was so blessed to be the first female Jack Welch presidential scholar to UMass. Wow, what an honor. It was an honor unlike anything I had ever experienced. And so now I feel that a huge responsibility and an amazing opportunity to give back to the community that gave me so much. And so I was just out at UMass uh, not too long ago, firing up their women in business group and encouraging them. And so never forgetting where I came from, really having a strong focus on taking care of each other, the power of kindness, and showing compassion. Who was your role model when you were growing up, Melissa? Definitely my mom. Number one answer on this program, I know, I'm by like, the way. Just raising a family and working full time and doing it all. I get it now that I'm a mom. I love her so much. So, What's yeah. your mom's name? Diane. Shout out to Diane. Yeah. How about you, Amy? Who's your role model when you were growing up? You know, I think strong women raise strong girls, mm. right? My mom's name is Carol, and she was such an example to me of how to love unconditionally of how to bring your whole self to everything that you do and to truly love others. Amy, you've mentioned that you were a Jack Welsh scholarship winner, which is absolutely huge. I've met Jack Welsh once, an unforgettable personality for that guy. Just so amazing. Can you walk us through a little bit of your college experience? 
I went to UMass Amherst. I knew I wanted to pursue business. And at that time in my life, I really wanted to have ownership over my career. I wanted to have ownership over my future. And I received from professors and parents and other adults in my life that if you wanted to have a really good, steady career path, you went into accounting. I graduated from UMass. I met my husband there. I always say he's the best thing I got out of those four years. (laughs) (laughs) And I left there really focused on climbing the corporate ladder. I was very driven, always very driven in my career. I went to Bentley for my graduate program, became a CPA, and it really wasn't until I became pregnant with my first son that I actually had time to step back. I stayed home with him for a year and really think about what it was that I wanted in my professional journey. I wish I could say that, yes, I had it all figured out and I was going to know exactly what I was going to go into. All I knew at that time was that I had an interest in real estate. People had told me my whole life I would be great at sales. And so overnight, I became a mortgage broker and had no idea what that was going to entail. And again, that wasn't right for me. But what it did, it got me on my path. And that was where the gold was. Talk to me a little bit, Melissa, about your college experience. Yeah, so right at, uh, obviously, Georgetown High, I went over to Merrimack College in North Andover, Massachusetts. Loved it there because, again, it was that community. You know, I was able to really connect with a lot of people there, and I'm so grateful for my time at Merrimack College. What was your major? I Business management. <laughs> so did you know what you wanted to do with your life when you graduated? No. So, you know, they, they welcome in the job fairs and you, you, you talk to all the, the career development staff and I landed in insurance. So right from there, I worked for electric insurance agency and started my career in that path. I knew I was going to help people. I just didn't know in what manner. And I was helping people with their insurance and protecting them. That was important to me. But it wasn't enough. It wasn't my passion. You've both talked a lot about your children, and I'd love to hear a little bit more about them. How did motherhood change you? My boys are my world. They are my everything. When Amy and I first sat together, we made a promise to one another that making memories and being with our family So we were able to weave in momhood into our entrepreneur journey, and it works because we both support each other. For that, I am so thankful that I have the opportunity to work and do something that I love and be very present for my boys. How about you, Amy? How did motherhood change you? Well, I'm just going to be completely honest. Motherhood sent me for a loop. You know, as somebody who's very driven and ambitious and career-oriented, when I, you know, was expecting my first son, I very consciously made the decision that I wanted to take time to be with him. And I absolutely cherish the moment and times that I had. I did come to a point, however, when I realized that I am a better mom when I'm pursuing a goal for myself, that I feel more joy in my life when I have something that is fueling my purpose so that I am a better mom when Mm. I am building something. I feel the vibe in our house is up 
upbeat and happy. And even my husband will joke with this. He'll say, oh, Am, I think you need a new project, right? Uh-huh. Like, you know, I like to sink my teeth into something. But what motherhood has really done for me is just created in me a well of love and compassion that I didn't even know existed mm. before. Is there such a thing as balancing work and home life? I'll never forget, you know, as Melissa said when we first started this, she said, you know, Aim, we're going to get really busy. <laughs> she said, I don't ever want this to come before your boys. I don't want you to ever miss anything. And that has always stuck with me. And it's something that we've really built our business around our life. We built our business to support the life that we want to live. Yes. We don't have a business that runs our life. And I think that's very unique. I'm also thinking about the many women who belong to your network, your organization. And I'm thinking that there must be times when you're asked for advice, that people come directly to you. And I can see you both smiling about this. What it does is it makes you leaders and you're being seen as leaders. So what is your leadership philosophy? I feel like one of the greatest gifts of being the leader of this organization is to hold up a mirror to show women their incredible brilliance that is so easily seen by everybody else. But yet when we look in our mirror, we see all the flaws. What do you wish you knew when you first got started on this journey of yours, creating this organization? So many things. I know. How do you, how do you pick one thing? I would say get as much help as you can as early as you can. So we don't do this all by ourselves. We have an incredible team. And I wish that we had brought them on sooner. From the outside looking in, this community that we built, Women's Business League, is powered by the direction and leadership of Amy and I. But it it really sustains itself because of our team members and because of the incredible chapter leaders that we have that run this community. So you're not meant to do this alone, right? So you do need that community, that support system around you. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? And this can be personal, it can be professional, but could you please pass it along to our listeners today? The best piece of advice I've ever received was, you're only here once. This is not a dress rehearsal, right? This is your one life, and you need to live this life for you. Don't let anybody else, you know, hold that pen or, or draft your story you have the ability to write that story. The best piece of advice, I've received so much advice. I think one of the things that has been a game changer for us is seeking out advisors and mentors. We have a phenomenal board of advisors, women with Mm -hmm. accomplishments like you wouldn't believe that believe in us, they believe in our mission, and they pour into us. No one achieves success on their own. So getting that support, the coaches, the mentors, the people that are alongside of us have made all the difference. Final question. At this moment and in this chapter in your lives, what does success mean to you? Knowing that I am helping people and actually changing their lives. For me, it's all about enjoying the journey. I am having the time of my life building this community and supporting women and just really enjoying the process. As somebody who's been very driven and ambitious, there's always a temptation to put all the emphasis on the end goal. But in this moment, in this place of my life, I'm really focused on enjoying these moments, 
the joy of building this community, of having time for my kids as they're growing too fast, and just soaking up all the, the memories that we're making. Well, the Women's Business League got its start here in Massachusetts, but as you've heard in this interview, there are 45 chapters all across this country, and they continue to grow. Just go to womensbusinessleague.com to find out more. Melissa Gilbo and Amy Posick, thank you so much for being our guest on the story behind her success this week. Thank you very much. We loved it. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you for having us. And that's the story behind her success for this week. If you know a woman I should interview for the show, reach out and tell me about her. Just go to my website, candyoterry.com. There's also a full library of stories for you to listen to anytime you need a little dose of inspiration. Follow me on Facebook at Candy O'Terry Official and on all other platforms at Candy O'Terry. And whether you're listening on one of our radio affiliates or from your smartphone, we'll have a fresh episode for you next week on the story behind her success. And remember, when we lift each other up, we all rise.